everybody, and welcome yet again to another episode of Dog Days in KL. This is day six. Um, I'm finally up to date with everything. Um, actually, well, it's actually 12:20 as I fucking make this podcast, but um, I'm up to date with things. I'm up to the, what day that needs to be on. So let's just get started. So I've set my alarm for 6:45 um, this morning, and. <laughs> I was up late last night making these podcasts yet again, um, so I, I probably only got about four or five hours sleep, I think I didn't end up getting to sleep till 1.30, um, last night there were like two cats outside fighting just and making all the dogs go off, it was pretty fucking loud, um, and just keeping me up, I couldn't go to sleep, but whatever, um, so I set my alarm for 6.45 and I was like, I'm not ready to wake up yet. I didn't even press snooze, I, t- I turned the alarm off and then luckily I woke up half an hour later. Um, anyone that knows me knows that I like to give myself an hour before I get up. I can't just rush things. I like to have breakfast, I like to have wake up and have a shower. Um, so I had to rush things this morning, uh, half an hour to get ready is just too rushed for me, I, um, so I had a shower, I had my cereal, um, bananas and strawberries, no, I ran out of bananas, so it was just strawberries on cereal and peanut paste, peanut butter on toast, um, and if by that point, like, Shannon already told me last night that we leave at 7.45, um, so she's actually already outside with the dogs in the car at 7.50. Um, I'm running late. I'm running that late that I jump in the car and literally forget to put my shoes on. <laughs> I jump in the car and I didn't even notice until I uh, got to the shelter. But yeah, I selected my morning playlist. I found the drum and bass mix by Spectra Soul. Check it out on my SoundCloud likes. Um, repost, one I reposted today. Pretty delicious mix. It actually caught me through the whole day. I, um, every time I jump in the car, I put that on. Um, yeah, it was nice. Uh, did good. Um, so yeah, um, rush start to the morning. Not even a chance to have coffee. I'm feeling pretty fucking sleepy. Um, so basically today, um, Shannon has told me we're gonna learn how to clean the kennels. Uh, well, I already know how to clean kennels, but obviously there's a certain way that we do it in every different shelter. And Shannon's gonna show me the way we do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, basically most of the time I'm not gonna have to clean the kennels, but I need to know that. Uh, how to clean the kennels so the boys do it right. So I actually enjoy doing this. I was actually really looking forward to this because it's been a while since I've cleaned kennels. I used to do this back at the dog's refuge home um, when I worked there as a kennel hand, like say what, five years ago. Um, my latest work there has been as a dog trainer, not as a kennel hand. So it was actually something I really enjoy doing. Um, so I was looking forward to it, so I, um, Shannon's given me a little notepad to write down step by step on, on the process of things. I kind of need that shit because of stoner brain. I forget shit quite often. Um, anyway, um, <coughs> yeah, as we get into the shelter, <laughs> there's one thing that we, when we rock up to the shelter, um, this little brindle thing I talked about earlier, he embraces us every single day, just like barking, because we've got a car full of dogs, and we've got all the dogs in the car, um, he just comes up and just barks, 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 it's like, it's a friendly bark, he's just like, hello, 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 I'm 
Um, we do have some leashes, they're all like kind of slip leads, so none of the dogs have collars. Um, and they all just free roam, so they're in groups. We've got group green, group yellow, and group purple. And so all the green dogs get let out at once. Um, and they literally, we just open the kennels and they just run, and we let them into the outside run. And there's just all these dogs just free roaming through the kennels. It's um, a lot different than what I'm used to because back at the dog's refuge home, we're very strict with our um, you know, ins and outs of the dogs. Um, I think we, we put a lot of stress on them in the dog's refuge home, so I feel like I can definitely take um, a lot a lot back from the KLPR to take to the DRH to listen to my like little abbreviations and sound like a rapper or some shit. Um, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Anywho, um, so the dogs are all just running through the kennels, um, stopping to say hello to some other dogs, and, but like we're kind of ushering them out into the outside yard. And so they all go out to the outside yard and they're all running around. Um, check out my Facebook today for all the photos of uh, the dogs in the, in the yards. Um, it's, a pre- it's pretty pretty awesome. I'm actually loving this day. This is probably one of my favourite days. Just actually getting in there down and dirty and working with all the dogs. Um, yeah, it's something I really enjoy doing. Um, so yeah, as the dogs are out, um, we're prepping the food. So one person's prepping the food. Um, so Shannon's showing me how to um, clean the kennel. So basically, if there's, we, we go through with a hose, um, hose out all the shit. Um, if there's shit in there, um, or, or urine or whatever, then we put detergent if there isn't. Then we just hose it just with water. Um, we fill out the water bottles and put them outside. We leave the gate open to indicate that this kennel hasn't um, been, I saw the gates. The, the kennel doors go inwards and outwards. Um, if it's outwards, that indicates that the dog, that the kennel hasn't been cleaned yet, finished cleaning. And if, and if the kennel door's in, that means it's clean, um, ready to go. The dog's okay to go back in there. So we hose it through. Um, and then I put down like some disinfectant detergent, shit, whatever they use. I don't even know what it's called. Um, and then we squeegee it out. Um, there's like a little gutter kind of thing. Um, so they'll like if there is any dog shit in there, it just goes down the gutter and just ends up in the sewers. Um, and yeah, um, so I'm rushing through and <laughs> I ended up so I'm doing this barefoot. I'm like cleaning the dog kennels barefoot. This is like where I use gum boots on a dog's refuge home doing this shit. But I'm gonna compare um, the two kennels a lot. Um, I do that very often with everything. Um, between Perth and Malaysia, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a lot different here in Perth, blah, blah, blah. Can't help but just compare the two things. Anywho, um, hosing out the kennels, um, being really quick about it, I'm like, I've got to impress Shannon, show her how quick I can do this shit, and I'm just like, this is just bringing me back all memories of um, what it was like back at the dog's home. And, um, but this time, like, at the dog's home, we clean the kennels with the dogs in them. Um, unfortunately, these kennels are a little bit the kennels that um, I'm used to, um, but that, that's good so um, I can just wash out the kennels um, without the dogs in it, so you get a lot of problems with the dogs home with the dogs trying to chase the hose and biting the hose and whatnot, there's all, all sorts of shit that happens with that, so it's really good to not to have the dogs in there and clean the kennels, and they're all out there, so someone, one of the lads is um, supervising uh, all the dogs um, while they're out there in the yard. Um, and so there's like a swimming pool out in the yard, I'll get to that bit later. 
Oh, I know, I already told you about, um, I went swimming with them yesterday, so yeah, outside of their outdoor run bit, there's a swimming pool. Um, so the dogs are out there, they all hang out by the pool deck, as you can see by the photos that I posted up on Facebook. <laughs> Um, so yeah, then you've got to squeegee out all the water and close the gate. Make sure you fill up the water bottle and the water bowls and like, you've got to <coughs> put your hand in there, make sure there's no algae build up and just give it like a little scrub. Just fill it right off the top. Um, and then, yeah, um, so half an hour, you've got a half an hour to do that. I mean, it's pretty easy because you've just got, you've got a couple of people helping you with it and uh, the dogs are all out in the run, so they get a half an hour run out there um, for this morning run. They get another half an hour or 20 minutes run later on in the day. Um, so that's pretty cool. They get their hours exercise and they're all playing together so nicely that they, they're all out in the yard just getting along. It's crazy. Like when I'm at the dog's refuge home, we like pair up two or three dogs. And to have like 10, 20 dogs running around with each other, it's, it's quite the sight. I could, I could literally watch this all day. Um, uh, yeah, so after one of the groups I end up going in there with them um, so all the dogs uh, we, so we're doing up the feeds for the dogs but all the dogs get raw food diet which is great um, it's really healthy for them it's way better than biscuits so we get all of our food from a butcher we get um, sort, um, sawdust meat if so basically when the, the the butchers are shaving off the meat so there's like lots of the powder that comes off of it um, we get all of that stuff and turn it into dog meat um, we put all lots of veggies into it as well um, some fish oil um, a whole bunch of like good shit for the dogs um, so and you can tell um, a dog's got a good diet by what his, what his shit looks like and all these dogs have really nice firm good dog shit <laughs> I can't say too much more about it but yeah you got a good dog shit means a healthy dog. Um, so in that respect, the, the dogs are getting fed really nicely. And, and it's not too hard to feed them a raw diet. I mean, it's very easy to just feed your dogs biscuits. But I've always been under the pressure of <coughs> a little complicated thing. But no, it's pretty easy. Um, um, I haven't actually made the food yet. So I will, I'll talk to that when that happens. But we've got lots of it in the fridges. Like... Probably, I would say about 100 kilos of this raw food in in the fridge at the back. Um, so yeah, after we've put the group one out, group so we do all the feeds. They're all weighed, but every dog's got like a number, and there's a whiteboard there where we um where we feed all the dogs. So we'll do like cool six dogs need 200 grams of food, four dogs need 300 grams of food. Two dogs need 100 grams of food and so forth and then so we just dish them out um so we we call all the dogs in so shannon tells me to clap my hands so i give my clap do a big clap and that's to indicate the person looking after the dogs in the yard um to and bring all the dogs in so that's for the sign and the dogs know it too when the dogs hear the clap they're just like oh dinner time i'm coming and i don't know how they do it but they all just go back into their own kennels it's um it's it's crazy um they like these 20 dogs just running down all the kennels and they end up just back in their um in their own respective kennels apart from a couple of the borders um, so this is pr pretty funny um oh well i'll sort of finish telling you oh yeah so then once the dogs are, are back in there then we just put the food in there um if there's so a lot of the dogs share kennels so we have like dogs that some some 
kennels had three dogs in them. Some will have two, and then some of them have singles. Um, and so, basically, um, hold on, pausing it. Oh yeah, I'm not pausing it. <laughs> I'm just continuing. I'm losing my train of thought. Sorry if anyone's actually listening to this. I'm not. This isn't designed for people to listen to. It's mainly just my personal journal. But thanks for listening, anyways. Um, so. After you supervise some of the dogs, um, make sure they eat, um, make sure they're not fighting, so that's one of the biggest things you've got to worry about is food aggression. Um, and so, yes, you're just monitoring, making sure like one dog doesn't finish too soon and try to go to the other one, because that's the number one recipe for a dog fight. Um, I generally live by a golden rule and never feed dogs together at the same time, even if you're supervising them. It really just does elevate stress. And, I mean, it does in this case too, and this is no exception to that, I mean, the dogs are scoffing their food down, um, it's like a race to eat it so the other one doesn't eat it, but, um, well, most of them anyway, some of them are taking their time with it, some of them are respectful of the other dog, but as a general rule, I, I wouldn't recommend anybody to feed their dogs together, um, unless you, you want a dog fight on your hand, um, basically, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um, so... All of the dogs go back into the kennels apart from one little toy poodle that just came in yesterday. Um, this toy poodle has got a little friend as well. Another little toy poodle, so there's like a, a white toy poodle and a, and, a, and a little brown toy poodle. Little cute things, got a nice little groom on it as well. But these dogs are very timid. They're, they're just men, like, you can, these dogs come from a nice little home and then they're in these boarding kennels next to all these dogs just going off their poor little things are shitting themselves and they're just like cuddled up next to each other in the kitchen with like a sad little look on their face and they didn't even want to go out into the runs um, but Shannon goes in there with them while, while I'm like cleaning the kennels and um, like kind of just you know encourages them you know like just shows them a bit of love and a bit of, bit of friendliness and uh, I offer Shannon a bit of treat um, I, I'm just always got a treat pouch on me so I've got treats on me um my theory is the way to a dog's heart is through his stomach. Um, so I've already made a few friends. I'll tell you about one of the friends I've been making named Butch. Anywho, um, these, <coughs> the poodle, the other dogs end up in there. The, the white poodle comes back in, but the little brown poodle doesn't want to come back in. So me and one of the Malaysian boys are out there in the yard, just me and him and this one little poodle, trying to get this poodle back in to the kennel. And he just doesn't want to come in, and the poor thing, I'm like, oh, I'm so close, I'm like, you're like 30 centimetres to him, and he runs off again. And then, so, uh, we communicate to each other that we need to corner him. Um, don't recommend doing this either, because when a dog is cornered, that's when it's most likely to bite. Um, but it's a little brutal, and we need to get back into the kennel, we've got a whole bunch of kennels that finish cleaning. Uh, we eventually get the little thing and uh, get it back into its kennel. That poor thing must have been shitting itself, but... It was almost about to come up to me every time, and then yeah, um, tomorrow I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there with them and spend a little bit of extra time. I'm not sure how long they're in there for, but I'm gonna make them feel as welcome as I can because timid dogs are my thing, really. And I find that I call them my project dogs. I always um, I spend the most time on on the timid ones just because I feel like they need it the most. Well, they do, and um. The, the feeling you get when you get a timid dog that's like cowed into a corner to it being on your lap and licking your 
back and looked back. There's no other feeling like that. It was just the most rewarding thing of a gift you can ever give you. It was fucking good. That was a bit selfish in some respect. I do these things for these dogs because I feel good. It makes me feel good. But at the same time, I'm helping someone. So, win-win situation. Alright, so um, basically, we repeat that process for um, all the other three groups. There's the singles as well that get done. <coughs> I didn't learn too much about the singles. Um, I'll, I'll figure that out later. Um, I'm replying to a lot of messages on the work phone. Um, dogs coming in, dogs coming out. Um, I've learned the system. Started learning the system, the boarding system. Um, we've got a whole program that's I've got it on my phone. I've got it on the work phone. I've got it on the work computer. Um, I can access it anywhere and update any messages that come through. Any dogs that need to be boarding. Um, check availabilities. Blah blah blah. And then the lady asked for 15 kilos of food. And so um, we've got two separate like two kennels, we've got like the front kennel and then the one at the back and the one at the back has like kind of stores all the food and that's where there's like um, like 100 kilos of raw food in there. Um, I didn't know that at this time but and neither Shannon didn't know how much we had either. Um, so someone asked for 15 kilos because we sell it to the public as well. We also sell um, dog wheelchairs. Um, I'm sure there's other shit that we sell. We sell dog beds as well. Um, fuck knows what else we sell. Um, calendars and keychains and things like that, um, yep, blah blah blah, if y'all want anything from, and want to buy anything from, from KL and, um, get it sent over, then I'd be happy to do that, and you'd be helping out, of course, <coughs> so, um, where was I, talking about boarding dogs, oh yeah, bagging up, so I go up to the back, Shannon tells me, ask him if we've got 15 kilos of food, um, but she tells it to me really quickly in, in Malaysian, so this is what I have to respond to him. I write it down, and then he kind of understands. I go up there, and I'm like, I'm like, well, Shannon, slow down. You want me to say what? So I have to literally, I have to write this down, like pronounce it word for word, kind of in my little notepad that I've got. And I run down there, and he's doing up foods for the other dogs at the back, um, and. There's a bit of a miscommunication. I, I don't know what happened anyways. <laughs> he starts bagging it up and ends up just giving me like 10 kilos of food. And so then I, I didn't know how much each tub had, but I know now that each tub had 10 kilos. Um, and then I just go back and go bag it up. And I, into three separate 15 kilo bags where they end up running back and going and getting another 10 kilo one and putting it in the fridge for the other dog. Um... <coughs> So that lady ends up coming up and picking up her dogs with her food. Um, before that happens though, um, I go out to go get a little snack. Shannon tells me, I'll go get yourself something to eat if you want. I go down to the, the supermarket, the, the one that looks like Coles, where I bought the Tiger beer from the other day. And I was mentioning how they got some little food in their window. Um, so I ended up giving like a samosa, hash brown, and a chicken drumstick. <laughs> It cost me, I think, um, four ringgit, which is fucking like a dollar, dollar twenty or some shit. Um, yeah, who cares? My math sucks. Um, <laughs> um, and then it was, I probably won't do this again because it was all cold. Um, like, even though it was under like heat lamps, it was not very warm at all. Um, but it, it wasn't horrible, but 
and I like let Poco out no leash or whatever because I realise that's how we do things around here now um, without leashes um, so whatever I'm just picking up as what everyone else is doing so let let the dogs loose um, they have another play I told, tell Poco, Poco because I know lots about him already but then end up throwing him back in the, in the kennel and then show him some other dogs I'm trying to find um, little um, monkey because uh, monkeys are small dogs um, but I don't know where the hell monkey is monkey's nowhere to be seen um, probably out the front somewhere because he's one of the dogs that's just allowed loose because uh, he lives with us and so dogs that live with us are just pretty loose they just run around the, the shelter and they're all good um, it's pretty cool um, and then I ended up um, they showed a lot of interest in Sammy and as I um, did a bit of training with Sammy yesterday I was like, oh well, I'll jump in Sammy's kennel and show you what Sammy's like. And so I was just practicing the things that um, Sammy had learnt yesterday. And um, Sammy's hasn't been neutered yet. I think he gets neutered on Sunday uh, or sometime this week or next week. Um, and so he's got a lot of energy. He's like a Kelpie as well. So he, um, they've got like bounds of energy. Well, like I say, he's a Kelpie, but you know somewhere probably five generations ago there was a Kelpie in him but he definitely has that look and you can tell by his energy levels as well that there's some, definitely some Kelpie in there um, and so I basically show um, the sit the drop um, that I was learning yesterday with him and he's picking up really quickly I'm like yes um, Sammy is learning he's, he's a smart dog and I was just telling the guys that you know um, he's He's a smart dog, um, and as he's only had one day of training, and look at him now. Um, and so they were pretty impressed, and they're taking photos of him. They took photos of Poco as well. Um, but I was, I, I grabbed their number and told them I would send them a photo of um, the monkey and another one, Valencia or something, Valentina or something like that. I haven't met this dog yet, but I know that it's a small Chihuahua cross. Um, this one's in the other in the new shelter. Uh, so, yeah, I'm gonna pause this and make another segment because this has one gotten really long. Now um, they ended up fucking off, um, and yeah, see you in the next segment. So I forgot where I'm at because I went to sleep last night and lots of technical difficulties, but here we go again. Um, I mentioned that there was two Indian dudes that I was showing them around before. I don't know if I mentioned before that I um, went out to go get some some new thongs because obviously I was walking around uh, cleaning the kennels barefoot, so went and bought some some new ones. Um, oh, sorry, it's morning time at my house and dogs are going crazy. Um, Ella, shush. <laughs> Ella's on my bed at the moment. Um, I'm just waking up, getting this day started. Um, so yeah, I went and got some takeaway from Uncle Billy's, Uncle Lee's, the place that I've been to the last three times in a row. That I, you might have seen the photo on Facebook um, of that big buffet. Um, real delicious food. I've just been back there every day because um, I don't have to worry about asking what I want. It's just there. I can just eat it. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I take my lunch back and I was getting ready to eat it as soon as I got back because I was getting pretty hungry, but then um, those two Indian fellas um, ended up showing them around, so I'm like, I'm starving, I'm like, showing them all the dogs. And then at the end of that, I realised that two of the boarding dogs are going home, and so Susie, the, the lovely Indian lady, 
um, is helping these dogs um, go home uh, with this lovely, lovely, uh, two white ladies look like mum and daughter. Um, apparently they're a friend of Shannon's, um, Emmy's one of their names. And it turns out Little Fudge is their dog as well. So, um, beautiful little Fudge that slept in my bed the night before is um, now going home. So I'm like, oh, he was one of the friendliest little dogs here. I don't know if I'm going to see him again. Um, or hopefully I do. Shannon, Shannon reassures me that um, he'll be back within the next three months. So, um, bye little Fudge. I'll see you later. <laughs> Um, so then he goes home with the um, two other dogs as well. Then uh, what happened? Um, so I finally got a chance to eat my lunch and did some things on the computer and printed off some kennel cards. Some new boarding dogs came in, uh, and then um, I get to groom my first ever dog. And I post up. I didn't didn't post up a photo. Um, there is, there's photos on my Facebook, you can find it, um, of this little dog that, Monkey, um, I've talked about Monkey in previous podcasts, because uh, yesterday, uh, Monkey had jumped in the mud, and it was like, he's got this really long coat, no, she does, sorry, and half of her coat was just covered in this red mud, um, it was pretty funny, I'm like, Monkey, what have you done? Um, so we groomed her, and this is, I've never groomed a dog before. I'm more like behavior focused, focused on dog's behavior, and the grooming side of things is something that, yeah, I've never, I've just never done it before. You know, I've washed and bathed heaps of dogs, but to actually groom one with the clippers, so I gave him a full, full clip, like down to the skin, basically. Um, real long-haired dog is now a short-haired dog. Um, pretty, pretty cute. Um, I was a little bit hesitant at first. Um, well, I wasn't really, but I was just unsure that I was going to fuck it up, you know, I'd hate to make this dog look like a, I don't know, um, I'd hate to make it look ugly, basically, but, uh, the dog came out alright, and Shannon reckons I did a great dog, uh, a great dog, a great job, um, it was awesome, um, so, yeah, just, what else did we do for that day, that was basically it, that was the last thing we did for that day, um, so I ended up just blow-drying him, clipping his nails, and, um, yeah, just gave him a full groom, and I was pretty proud of it. Taking lots of photos of him, I was like, "Yeah, my first groom." Did like some before and after shots, and um, was so stoked that I had just finally groomed dog. Um, so this is like another, I guess, another one of my skill sets now. I can groom dogs. So just I'm learning so much being over here. It's great. I'm just like I'm learning how to be a manager. I've never been really a manager before. I've, you know, I've had responsible roles in jobs before, but to actually be a manager, and I'm, I'm, I'm going back to Perth or Australia with so much knowledge. It's fantastic. Um, so yeah, then that was about about day finished. That was, it's four o'clock now um, at the shelter. So we, uh, oh, Shannon says, oh, do you, do you want to go out for dinner tonight? I've got this 50% off at this nice restaurant. Um, I'm like, Chair, shit, chair. It's her shout, and I'm keen as. And she's like, so yeah, we can go get some drinks as well. And I'm like, cool, some some bonding time with my boss. It would be great. Um, so we we rush home. Um, literally, we're home for like 20 minutes, and I'm like covered in so much fur, like the amount of fur that's all over me. I'm like got it in every orifice of every fucking part of my body. It's all over my shirt. My arms is just covered in it. And I'm literally just cannot wait to jump in the shower. It's like the first thing I do is when I get home. Um, wash all that off, and I just put on a semi-decent t-shirt and just some jean shorts, 
and head on. We, we get a, an Uber sort of thing. So the, the Uber over here has been bought out by Grab. Is the, um, an NA, yeah. So we jump in the Grab and we drive into the more kind of flashy part of town. Uh, lots of big buildings and um, like four story like kind of malls. Um, and we we go up to this. We ask the directions how to get to this um, nice part of town. This is the restaurant, like so we it's like in the mall but on the outside of it. And as I'm walking up to it, like I can see down over the balcony, down to like three stories, down and onto the street. This is like this gold BMW, just to kind of get get an idea of like how fancy this place is. Like this gold shiny plated BMW. Um, hit me up if you want a photo of it. Um, it's pretty sexy. Um, and then we finally find this restaurant at the end of the lane. Um, we go past like this Warhammer shop, and then next to it is this uh, beautiful, uh, really like the the chairs have like diamond crust, like diamond embeds in them, um, and the views are to die for. I can see like the big famous twin towers of Malaysia. There's like a massive mosque in the distance and a palace, like palace where the king lives. So I can see that all in the views as well. I've got a few photos of that as well if, if you want them to hit me up about them. Um, and then um, we were a little bit unsure if this was the place, so we asked someone and I'm just like, well, I hope this is the place. This place is fucking flash as. Um, so we order like, uh, Shannon asked me if we want to um, share a platter for an entree. And so we get like this, it's got like, kind of meatballs on a calamari, like chili prawns and um, some like mushrooms and I think, oh and some like cool chorizo little dish and, oh, but anyway, before that comes out we order our drinks, um, Shannon loves her vodka so she gets a vodka and I order like a cherry beer, um, but then Shannon brought like a bag of clothes with her that she needed to get tailored. So she runs off and she's like, oh, do you mind if I just go get these tailored and I'll be back before the maintenance? And I'm like, okay. So I'm just sitting here just taking photos of everything and taking photos of my, my beer and my meal and all the entree comes out um, before she gets back. Um, and I'm like, just sitting there eating. I eat half of the entree, like exactly half of it. And like, so waited for her to get back. And then um, she, she laughs at you like, you just eaten exactly half, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm sharing, right? <laughs> You're paying for this meal. Um, and like, we're having, we're getting off to a real good chat. Like, we're just talking about everything. It's awesome. Um, really, we're really like opening up to each other, so it's it's really cool. Um, telling you lots of my personal life, which usually I wouldn't share with my employees because my personal life's. Um, a little bit too crazy for some people to understand, um, but we have a good connection. Um, and I'll tell you later, um, a little bit more, like the mains come out, I order like this wicked lamb shank, and it's just like the meat just falls off the bone, it's just like, to die for, it's fucking delicious. And we talk about how we were once vegan, and now we're like both eating like meat dishes, um, and we just talk about the ethics of it and all that, and um, it's yeah, at least we're doing something good, you know, saving dogs. Uh, you can't, you can't, you can't save all the animals, um, unfortunately. But I mean, I guess, yeah, whatever. Um, and then so we finish our meal and our beer, and she asked me if I want another drink. And I was like, oh, we'd like to go to a bar. But then so we we go down to like a social bar, it's called, um, really kind of cocktail-looking bar. But I, as soon as I sit down, 
that the guy hands me the drinks menu and he's like, do you want a beer? And I'm like, how did you know that I want a beer? Do I just look like a fucking token Aussie that just loves to drink beer? And funny enough, I wanted a fucking beer. Um, but I just get pine of Heineken and there's not much to choose from from the beer list. Um, it was either that or Tiger or some other beer. No, it wasn't um, the best, but anyway, Heineken it was, so whatever, it's easy to drink and it's refreshing. And she, Kishana orders a vodka, um, vodka lime soda, with lots of lime. They, didn't, they brought out one, she asked for like, can I get lots of lime? So they give her one piece of lime, she's like, can I get more lime please? <laughs> and they come out with a glass full of like seven slices of lime, so yeah, that's better. Um, but we're like having a real good chat, like this is, I'm opening up to her about all the festivals I've been to, um, about my travel life, um, we talk about our ex-partners, um, so we go into real big detail about our girlfriends, so she's had girlfriends and I've had girlfriends, and um, so we're just, yeah, we, we, we talk into great, real great depth of that, um, and mainly all, all positive things actually, we're talking about just what we liked about our exes and what <laughs> what didn't work out and you know where we are at now with it all and um, yeah it was really nice to have this conversation I feel like after this kind of conversation you know we we're really bonded I'm like this is a, a really good friend of mine now I'm like I feel like I can talk to her about anything I'm almost tempted to tell her like everything my whole life um, which is really explicit um, but there are a few things I'm holding back from telling her, um, obviously, because um, <laughs> my life's just a little bit too crazy at times. Um, anyway, so yeah, we finished that, and um, yeah, we, we jumped back in, and oh, we went around shopping. <laughs> she takes me to this um, supermarket that has all this Western food, I'm on this never-ending hunt to find Vegemite. <laughs> I can't find Vegemite, and they got Marmite, and so I asked the clerks, like, have you got any Vegemite? It's like Marmite, but fucking ten times better. <laughs> the guy laughs um, and he's like, no, we've ordered it, but it's not coming. I'm like, fuck, am I ever going to find Vegemite in this city? Uh, am I ever going to find sunglasses? I still haven't even found a pair of sunglasses yet. Um, whatever. Next time I find sunglasses, I'm buying like five pairs. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, we basically just jumped in an Uber back home. And that was the end of that day. Uh, and now, as I speak this, it's 8.30 in the morning on day 7. Um, so stay tuned for day 7's podcast tonight. Um, don't know what today's going to entail. Um, lots of dogs, definitely. Um, I'm pretty excited. I'm about to have a shower, have some breakfast, and go um, walk the dogs and learn how to um, help Scooby urinate. <laughs> so I'm actually... I said this to the last night, I'm like, I need to learn how to do this, because he's gonna, Shannon's gonna leave me alone. Um, so yeah, wish me luck. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get pissed all over my hands. See ya.